about this. You've never been at this exact moment in this exact place as this exact version of yourself before. Whoa. I'm Bron Carley. And I'm Cindy Harville. We believe that when we approach the journey of life with curiosity, joy, and a desire to grow, we can have a powerfully positive impact on the world around us. Join us for conversations and explorations that will change your perspective, shift your mindset, and inspire you to get out there and spread the good stuff. Spread that good stuff. Hey, well, today we're going to talk about um, self-awareness. Self-awareness. And before you tune out and you're like, I'm I'm already self-aware, we have new perspectives to share about it. And it's going to be really interesting. And we have a super cool technique that actually helps you cultivate this awesome skill. And before we get into the episode, just a quick reminder that this is brought to you by the Good Stuff Network. Mm -hmm. And we are all about spreading the good stuff in the world, which means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But essentially, it's using our strengths and skills to put positive energy into the world and and make a positive impact. So we have a lot of ways that you can join in with us in workshops and in live sessions. If you visit go.spreadthegoodstuff.com, you can see what's going on this month. Spread that good stuff. Come on. That was a lot of key, wasn't it? I like it. I like it. So today we're talking about self-awareness. Yep. And um, I love starting the conversation out with like why it's important to have it. Because like, you know, I think for years and years and years and years and years, maybe even I went around with like assuming that maybe I was self-aware but not really thinking about it and then realizing years and years and years later (laughs) that I wasn't really self-aware when I was younger. But as we think about how we're showing up in the world and especially how we're showing up in the scope of being around others, Mm -hmm. you know, families or teams or groups or whatever it is, it's important to know how we are showing up and how our actions, our behaviors, our choices, our decisions are impacting and are perceived by the people around us. Because a lot of times what happens is we do a thing or we say a thing or we act a certain way intending something and the entire world is perceiving it differently than what we intend. So we're actually not being successful in what we're trying to do. You know, if you're trying to support someone, but they, but everyone else reads it as you're um, being disrespectful, then you're not actually doing what you're setting out Mm -hmm. to do. So that's why this is, an important skill, and it is a skill yeah, that definitely. can be grown and cultivated. Yep, yep, with deliberate practice, you yes, know, in, in intentional learning. And you know, we all know that person that enters the room, and then everybody kind of wants to leave the room. And then we all know those people that enter the room, and people are attracted to them. And so, the question to ask yourself is, which person are you? You know, and I know sometimes for me. I enter the room and people want to leave the room based upon the music, the energy that I'm broadcasting. And then hopefully more often than less, when I enter the room, people are attracted to me and they want to come towards me because the music that I'm broadcasting, the unseen energy that I'm broadcasting is good stuff. And people are attracted to that because we're either, you know, as, as beings, we're constantly either attracting or repelling, just like a magnet, attracting or repelling. We're always broadcasting something, right? And either it's the good stuff or the other stuff. 
don't let it be the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, but the, the first step really then in this equation of understanding how to become more self-aware for the better, for the good stuff, right, is being able to assess what you are, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to understand in the way that we, because we like music metaphors, if you've listened to us talk before, you'll probably know that, but we talk about being in tune, and what that means is that we are showing up as the best version of ourselves. Yeah. We're centered and grounded and we're ready to contribute positively to whatever situation it might be. And in in music, we also call it, you know, training your ear to, yeah. to listen. Yeah. So it's it's honing that skill of listening to yourself, listening to what's going on and 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 listening to what people around you, what the signals are from them, because there are those people that come into the room, everyone scatters and they're like, what, ha what happened? Yeah. Is well, something yeah. else going on? And they yeah. like don't really know that it was even them. They're like, something else must be going on because it couldn't possibly be yeah. my presence yeah. in this situation. But we have a great story about this uh, Wait, training we, the ear. We have a great story. I, I so have you a have a great story. story. Yeah, here, tell it. <laughs> you're in it, though. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, you're, you're totally a part of the story. I am. Come I'm, back, okay. <laughs> please. I'm in the story. Um, no, uh, Bronkar and I have known each other for 20 plus years. I think 22. Probably. We've been together as a couple for most of those years. Um, but when we first met each other, we were uh, 20, 21, or maybe 19 and 20. And I had been playing guitar for maybe three years, and he was just learning to play guitar. I was a drummer. You were a drummer. Yeah. You had been playing a lot of other instruments for a while, but guitar, the melodic instrument, was a new instrument for you. So you were very well-versed with the beats, and then this melodic instrument was... Um, a it's, it's also rhythmic, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> but, um, but I had no idea what melody really was. I did not understand melody. But you were getting there. Yeah. You did great, babe. Babe. <laughs> babe. Um, so there was this one instance where we were sitting together and Brodgar pulls up the guitar and he's like, hey, I've got to play this song. I've been practicing. I'm going to play my chord. He was so proud. He was so proud of himself and excited to share this with me. And he pulls out the guitar and he just starts strumming with so much passion, yeah, passion. and drive. Yes. And I was like plugging my ears. <laughs> Like, what is this sound? This is so out of tune. Before you judge me as being rude, it was so out of tune. It was so out of tune. I had to stop him and I had to say, hey, do you want to tune your guitar first? Like, it's really not in tune. And Broncar was like, I don't know what you mean. Like, it sounds fine. I got the guitar. And, and I'm playing it. This is what you do. <laughs> and so I pulled, you know, I had my, my like, uh, music bag with me and I pulled out my tuner. It was a little device that can help you get your instrument in tune. And for a guitar, they generally have six strings on them and each string is tuned to a certain note. Mm -hmm. And so I pulled it out and I proceeded to show him. And of course, the the strings were way out of tune. So he's like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. And of course, since then, I'm happy to report that his ear training has gotten phenomenally better. He yes. is now plays lots of melodic uh, instruments and it, he now can tell me if something is out of tune or not. But there's that idea of like knowing when you're in tune or out of tune and knowing that you need to tune up. Because realistically speaking, we are not always 
Yeah. Perfect. We are not always our best selves. I mean, I'm super guilty of not always being my best self, but it's knowing when you need to shift something. And, and also, I think looking at looking at ourselves, looking at yourself as an instrument and just like a guitar. How are you retuning yourself on a regular basis? That can be, you know, energetically, physically, emotionally, spiritually. How are you retuning yourself, your inner instrument on a regular basis? And, you know, if you think about it, just like a guitar, the way you tune it is you turn the, the, the pegs, the tuning pegs, and it creates either more tension on the string, right? Revs it up and tenses it more to, to lift the pitch up or it loosens that tension and drops it down in the, in the pitch, in the tuning. And so to think about yourself as that string, right? And then think about, um, are you too tense right now in your life today, in this moment? Are you overwhelmed, stressed, anxious? Are you running tight because too much tension can pop that string, right? Or are you a little bit flat? Are you low in your tuning? Are you out of tune uh, with lack of energy, passion, purpose, inspiration, right? Because that's, then, you're, then you're down. But what we want to find is not too tense, not too loose, but just right in that Goldilocks zone, right? Not too hot, not too cold, but just right. And so looking at yourself as that instrument and the importance of retuning your inner instrument on a regular basis and the other note inside of that is when you have a stringed instrument like a guitar or a cello or a violin, you want to retune that every time you play. You want to retune that on a daily basis. A professional musician retunes uh, his or her instrument every single time they play it. Every time they take it out of the case, the first thing they do is retune. If you've ever seen a band play, the first thing everybody's doing is retuning. A symphony, they're all retuning their instruments individually first before they come together as a collective to then harmonize and make beautiful music together. And the thing is, is that the longer you wait to retune your instrument, the more out of tune it can be. And so like in that situation, that particular guitar hadn't been tuned in a long time. And so it took a while to get it into tune. If you leave your inner instrument out of tune for too long, the, you might have to change the strings. You might have to go in and take all those strings off and put them all back in. And then you have to, you're starting from scratch and it takes like, you know, it's an hour long process as opposed to just a minute of retuning quickly. So the question is, is how often are you retuning yourself, your inner instrument? How often are you doing that so that you're in optimal peak performance? So you're in tune every single day every single week, every single month, every quarter, every year, so that you're showing up and making beautiful music with the people around you. Yeah. Period. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and stop. No, um, I, that's, that's a good point. And um, that the idea of staying in tune in increments rather than, you know, your, and certainly you change the strings every so often. And I think that sort of, anyway, and I think that sort yeah. of equates to us as humans needing, you know, larger uh, tune-ups, so to speak, right? Where we need that weekend away or we need that, you know, massage or we need the, the, the bigger thing rather than just the five-minute meditation. But the, but the balance is to not get to the point where you totally break, 
right? So like keeping, keeping in touch with what you need in the moment, you know, and that understanding of yourself, that, that yeah. complete self-awareness. That's that self-awareness, yeah. Um, and, and then this, this, the idea of self-awareness and being in tune, what happens is it translates or it, um, I guess it sort of filters out, so to speak, into the actions. You know, yeah. why is this important? Well, it's the actions that we are taking. It is the responses that we have in situations you know, whether we respond to a frustrating situation with a with a short fuse or whether we can stay grounded and balanced and know what's going on and have an understanding of why we are reacting mm-hmm. to a situation, you know, and this is a this is part of that cultivation of the of the skill and the idea of well let me let me actually pause and share yeah. I was going to share a, a definition because it would help us move forward. Yeah. And I was going to say too, instead of the retuning and then your definition is that it can be like simple things. And again, our oath of possibility is to, you know, we've never been at this place this time as this exact version of ourselves before we give ourselves permission to explore, to be curious, to hear new information with an open mind, old information from a new perspective, and to be reminded of things we may have forgotten And with that oath of possibility at the forefront, this could be a reminder for you that it's like, maybe maybe I need a little more sleep. Maybe I need a little less food. Maybe I need to shift my nutritional intake slightly. Maybe I need to incorporate a little more of a a fun hobby. Uh, Whatever that is, it's these little tiny subtle retunings of your your activities that can help to keep you in tune. So I just wanted to make that note before you jump into the self-awareness. Got it. Um, so, um, when I was, uh, kind of looking around the internets for a definition of how do people think of self-awareness, because a lot of times we come to a topic with the assumption that everybody's on the same page with, with a term and what it means. And that's, and then, then you go from there and then everybody's lost. So coming back to what is like, what does that actually mean from the, through the lens of some other people? And I found a couple of good quotes. Debbie Ford says, the ability, self-awareness is the ability to take an honest look at your life without attachment to it being right or wrong. So this is a tough one. You know, this is a tough one to to do, to be non-judgmental or unbiased about what we are doing. Mm. But it's so powerful when you can step away from yourself to get that outside perspective on, hmm, and this is something that we that we use a lot, this place of curiosity. Yeah. I wonder why I did that. I wonder why I reacted in that way. Hmm. That's interesting. I really blew up in that in that argument. Like, I wonder why. Oh, I see. I was actually frustrated about XYZ. I was thinking about this other thing. I was really hungry. And I just blew up because I wasn't in a grounded place, you know? Um, and that and that are you leading us into theater? Go ahead. I will. Because that's, yes. that's theater view technique. Right. Is Um, And that was one of the points of this episode. (laughs) But like the theater view technique is uh, TVT, theater view technique. And basically that's the theater view technique is, so I I do a lot of live performance for those of you who don't know. And every time I come to a conference center or a performing arts center or theater, 
when I'm sound checking, I take a moment to go out into the audience and I sit in different seats in the theater, sometimes up in the balcony, sometimes all the way in the back, sometimes in the front row, different angles so that I can see the stage from different perspectives because everybody is seeing the same show from a different perspective, which creates a unique experience uh, for every audience participant. And so that theater view is something that can be really powerful when it's incorporated into our lives, when we can pause what's going on and we can actually go outside because we're on stage, right? Uh, like my, my life is my theater show. Your life is your theater show. And you're on stage in your show. I'm on stage in my show. But when we can pause on stage and then we can go out into the theater and look at ourselves from an outside perspective, suddenly we see things that we didn't even know existed. We might see behaviors that we're engaging in or energy that we're broadcasting, things that we're doing that are we're proud of or that are less preferred and we'd like to improve upon. And so being able to shift our perspective and get that theater view uh, 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 shift there can really add a lot of self-awareness to our lives. Yeah, and it's a practice because, you know, it, it is t tricky. And we've had people ask us before, how do I do that? How do I, how am I supposed to be non-judgmental yeah. about myself? Like it's, it's really easy to say, and then it's way harder in practice, but it is practice. So it is a practice of using that, invoking that childlike curiosity yeah. and pausing. I mean, like it's literally taking a pause if you can, or a lot of times we use the technique and I'll, I'll walk through like our, the specifics of the technique, but a lot of times we use the technique in retrospect to, to analyze a situation because we're because we're farther from it. We're not in the heat of the moment. So we can look back at it and say, what happened there in that moment and why and how can I do it differently next time? Yeah. You know, and then as you practice this, as you get better and better at not at being gentle with yourself, truly like being compassionate and, and separating from yourself a little bit then it becomes easier to invoke in the moment. And I can share an example. I want to I walk through, because there's actually five specific steps that are super helpful. Do you mind if I walk them through? Um, so the first step is, and I actually, actually, I'll say the five right now. It's notice, define, separate, question, recalibrate. Notice, define, separate, question, recalibrate. And... The first piece is notice, and that is actually be, being aware. This We're practicing. We're starting with that ping of noticing when there's a negative reaction or a response to something. And, and as, we, as we think about this, like, you know, imagine a situation that you might have had yesterday or earlier in the day. Like, let that come to your awareness of, oh, that was a situation I could have done better. Yeah. So now we're looking at it, and we're sort of breaking it apart. Um, whether it was an argument or a fight or a, you know, a, a, a challenging person at your workplace or a, a fight with your spouse or an argument with your child or whatever. Um, and the next piece is to define, define, define the emotion really specifically. Like what is the emotion that you were feeling in that moment? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, cause like if you've ever dived more deeply into feelings, there's something that you can Google and look up called the feelings wheel. And it's a really interesting tool that we were introduced to um, when we started our 
parenting journey from a, a parenting session that I can't even remember. I think we we both did or I did. But the feelings wheel is like, I don't even know how many, a couple hundred feelings that are arranged in a wheel. And there's the center of the wheel has, I think, six of the most common emotions that we say. So it's like sad, happy, angry. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple others, you'll have to look at it, but like those are the most common ones. And it's like, we use angry, I was angry, I'm happy, sad. And those are so broad that they encompass so many other like more specific feelings. And so as you look outward on the wheel, you see more and more of the feelings that fall under that. So angry could actually be annoyed or frustrated or bitter or resentful. Mm -hmm. So there's the more specific, the reason I'm saying this is that the more specific that we can be about what the feeling is, the more easily we can address the solution. Yeah. I mean, it's not that different than going to the doctor and being like, you know, I have a bum knee or whatever. Oh, well, it's because of this or this or this. You know, it's not just the knee, but like, what is the specific of, I was really resentful of you for doing this specific thing. And now in order to actually create a better reaction next time, this is the solution. Yeah. Notice, so, notice define, separate. Yeah. Yeah. Separate. Um, so separate, you're nudging me on to the next one. Get on there, Cindy. So separating yourself from the emotion. This is that non-judgmental piece, right? So separating myself from that to get the perspective. I mean, you know, really imagine yourself going out, imagine yourself on a stage, and if you want, you should Google images of theaters so that you can kind of get the feeling of being on a stage and yeah. looking out if you've never done that before. Yeah, because there's the orchestra pit, like the front row. Yeah. Then there's like, you know, uh, the balcony a lot of mm -hmm. times, being on the right or the left, you know, depending on where you're at, it can really, yeah. it really and, changes the perspective of the show. And so if you can like actually imagine yourself walking off of the, pausing, like freezing time, like you have a magical device that will freeze time, walk out into the seats and look back from a different view, you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, it's a interesting exercise and like what what would somebody else see if they saw me in that interaction just yeah. now? What would they see when they would be like, oh, wow, she's, you know, she's crazy. Or <laughs> like, what would they think? You know, so and I've actually done that with video before. And I've accidentally done that with the way that I parent when there, I remember one time there was, a, I think you shot a video and it was me engaging with the boys. And then I did something that was, um, uh, that I wasn't necessarily proud of. And I was like, oh man, dude, I totally like, that was not the right way to handle that situation. It was an accident, but that was literally capturing, you know, capturing a moment on a device. And then my the future version of myself watched the, the you know past version of myself and was like, whoa, that wasn't cool at all. And then in that moment, I was able to then kind of recalibrate and say, all right, that I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done that again, but I was definitely self-aware of that. And I really was conscious to try not to do that again. <laughs> so anyway, we should just go video everything. Video everything, <laughs> yes. You should have a full-time life videographer following you around. And then you should spend all of your sleeping hours watching yourself back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, scratch no, that. Okay, okay, but, okay. but perspective is like, it's a powerful, like, when you start thinking about like, uh, you know, your, your own 
our kids are little. So our kids are four and six right now. And when you think about their experience as literally being, you know, below, like we have a tall kitchen counter and they're always climbing on it. And we're yeah. like, stop climbing on this <laughs> counter. And it's like, they're below it. They yeah. can't see what's up there. Yeah. So of course they're climbing on yeah. it. When you think about like, if you actually squat down and you're like, this is how they see things. In like, fact, this they, is so different. If they didn't climb the counter, something would be wrong with them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> be like, why are you not curious? Why do you not want to jump up here and be involved with the you know, the happenings. Yeah. And when you start to, but when you start to acknowledge that, like we all know that, we all know that there's different perspectives, but when you start to really become conscious of, oh, you know, like when you're watching the video of yourself, oh, this is how I look from when I'm doing that thing from over here. Yeah. Like, oh, that's it's, different than what I was yeah. feeling in the moment. It's like when people, if you've ever had a picture taken of you when you weren't ready, when you weren't <laughs> like on and you were like, hey, it's like, that's what you look like when you're not taking a picture, you know what I mean? It's like, that's what people are seeing all the time. So like every picture you take of me where I'm like, yeah. like just that's what you look like. <laughs> so the next step in the piece is um, we've got notice, define, separate, and now we're at question. So this is where, this is where we get invoke that curiosity that we were talking about. And we say, I wonder why. I wonder why I did that. Like, we sort of have this, you know, we have our um, scientist lab coat that we talk about sometimes. We put on our lab coat and our our goggles, and we're like, you know. Curiosity coat, gratitude, gratitude goggles. Yeah, not the gratitude goggles. Just the lab goggles. These are strictly scientific lab lab goggles. Oh, that's right. Not gratitude goggles. So we can learn from the past. That's a different one. Learn from the past, the love of the present, become in the future. Sorry, we have a lot of acronyms. So, yeah. Um, but we're but we're dissecting, you know, the actual recipe to what led me to that response in that moment, you know? And like, I mean, literally dissecting like what, what was I, did I eat? Did I sleep well? Was I thinking about another thing? Was I in a hurry for something? Like, yeah. what, did I just have a, another terrible reaction to, or a, another terrible interaction with yeah. someone? You know, like, well, I think of our, our son, Nico, he's four right now, and he gets, he's so passionate and wonderful and beautiful, and he gets easily set off by a negative interaction. And then he, he sort of has a hard time, like, it's sort of like, it's sort of like there's like fire burning in his, in the wake, you know, like he has one fight with his brother and then suddenly every, it's, he loses it and every interaction becomes, you know, and you have to kind of stop him and like whatever. So what, <laughs> we love him, he's so special, but like, you know, what was going on in the moment, you know, before that moment yeah. or that like led up to that moment yeah. Um, a, a thing that a brilliant thing that Bronkar said the other day. Let me let me wow. go ahead and okay. acknowledge. I'm listening. Is that I was like, yeah, you have to ask why, and then you keep asking why to get to the root cause of why that thing happened. And Bronkar said, yes, you have to be wise with the three whys. Yes. And I was like, yes. So so always be wise with the three whys. Which yeah. is like a, which is like a spelling, like a play on words, right? Be wise with the three whys. We get it. We get oh, it. <laughs> I have my moments. I'm not super punny, but every once in a while, like it's probably happened three times in our relationship, and that was one of the times. Three whys. Yeah. yeah. Be wise with the three whys. Um, so, so you ask why. So you yeah. ask why, and then you ask a deeper, the idea is you're getting deeper 
but why did that happen? And then why, you know, so you kind of get to the root of the thing so that you can really correct what was going on there for the next time that that situation comes up. And then the final one is recalibrate, which is just that, correct. Like, how can you course correct? How can you do things differently? Eventually, you use this technique as you reflect. That's the word I was looking for. As you reflect on an earlier situation, like maybe it's the end of the day and you're thinking back about a thing. And then eventually you get used to using this so that you can do it in the moment of it happening so that you can actually course correct before there's an explosion. And I think about, um, I can share a specific example that happened a couple of weekends ago. Broncarb was traveling um, for a theater show Speaking of theaters. Doing my theater <laughs> technique. He was doing it in real time. Um, but he was traveling and for the weekend, and I was solo parenting our boys, four and six-year-old, and I was... Wait, could you tell them our age, their ages one more time? Four <laughs> and six. <laughs> like you said it so many times. I'm like, they are... Yeah, they're four and six. Yeah, <laughs> they go, are. Go, go. <laughs> um, and so I had them. It was maybe Saturday morning. I was really trying to get an exercise workout in. I mean, I was like trying so hard and every moment that I would put on a shoe or put on a sock or put my hair in the ponytail, the boys would start fighting. And so it was like a, it was almost like a comedy show. Like there was a slow motion of me trying to just like literally like do a jumping jack or something. And everything was against me. Like it felt like it was never, I mean, this is, I'm talking over the course of a couple of hours. And yeah, like you spent a couple of hours trying, trying to, start to start exercising for like a 10 minute exercise. Yeah. yeah. And something kept coming up. I'm thirsty. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that, you know, whatever. So are fighting. <laughs> and so we get to the moment where I finally get them happy. I finally get them outside. I, they have some sidewalk chalk. I've got my um, workout space and I'm about to start working out. And and by the way, we also have a time container because we have somewhere to be in 30 minutes. So I'm like, this is happening now or never. And literally the moment where they were in a happy place, Broncar calls to see how we're doing. He misses us. From the other side of the country. So he FaceTimes, tries to FaceTime. I try to answer and... You know, no, you, it, you blocked it. No, I didn't. I tried to answer. It didn't work. So I turned it off and I was like, okay, that's not happening. Let me go. Because it was a moment of like, now I'm going to go press play on my workout video on my phone. He calls again. Yeah, of course. And of course I'm like, oh, so like that didn't work. He wasn't connecting either. So like I wait for a second. Okay. He's not going to call back. Going to press play on my video. And the phone rings again. Call back again. <laughs> but he calls back on a regular phone so that it goes through. And I picked up the phone and I said, what do you want? And literally, like, the time is ticking. I have, like, 25 minutes now to exercise and then shower and get ready to go. And he's like, um, I wanted to see you guys. I miss you guys. I wanted to see you. <laughs> and there was this, this moment right here where I invoked the theater view technique in the scope of like 10 seconds. It's just a matter of seconds. Um, I noticed that I was having a response that from his perspective was totally at, like, what did I do to get this response from Cindy? And I, in that moment, I said, okay, I'm feeling frustrated. You know, this was, I was saying this in my head. And then out loud, I said to him, hey, I'm not angry with you. 
I'm frustrated because I'm trying to exercise. The boys have been fighting all morning and we're about to leave to go out. And he said, okay, I'll hang up. Like, I'll talk to you later. Go exercise. And that was it. And like what could have happened in the alternative reality, um, I don't know why I pronounced it that way, <laughs> but in that alternative reality, it could have been an explosive fight of like, why do you always call the wrong time? Well, I'm just trying to, I don't know. You know, it could have been back and forth. If there was, of, if there was self-unawareness. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that because this has been, honestly, this technique has been, you know, probably a couple of years in the, in the, in the practice, you know, yeah. of like using this and really um, fine tuning it and being able to use it in the moment of it happening. And certainly we're not always perfect and we don't always do it, but there has been a lot of cases where we have avoided very negative interactions and arguments, or maybe we've had one and we're in it. And then we're like, hold on, pause. Here's what we're doing right now. Yeah. Let's, you know? let's both go to the theater and watch our show. <laughs> And we're like, oh, hmm, yeah. that's not the kind of show that we want to be uh, creating in the world. Yeah. yeah. And so we're able to recalibrate in the moment. And, yeah. you know. and that's the cool thing is when you are in a relationship where both people are working on strengthening self-awareness, you know, personal development, it's like then you can call each other out on it and you can really communicate and you can, you can I mean, that's, you know, that harmonic effect can happen there because we can support each other and strengthen, you know what I mean? From another perspective, inside of another perspective, inside of another perspective, inside of another perspective, which is the and inception. And on and on and on. And on and on. It's the, it's the in, in, infinity <laughs> that was a, mirror. That was a movie. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, well, and I, this is a technique that we've taught to a lot of our, in a lot of our programs and people... Yeah try it out and they use it for a week, you know, and they actually consciously are using it. And it becomes one of their favorite ones when we ask, hey, which technique did you like the best? People often call back to this one because it's so, it's so, it's, it really is simple. I mean, it's five steps, but they really sort of merge together. And it's a simple technique that, that eventually you're using in the moment. And it's so powerful to like shift your perspective and change the results. Yeah. You know, for the better. Yeah. And once you practice it, it becomes automatic. I mean, it's like driving, you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah, you, you know, you have the car in the right gear, you're operating the steering wheel, you're looking at the mirrors, you're watching traffic, you're merging, you're adjusting the radio, you're doing all these things simultaneously once you train it. And it's just like, you know, any other skill, once you train it a little bit, then you can, you can use it. And that recalibration happens, you know, pretty much instantaneously. Period. The end. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Credits are rolling. No. Thanks for listening to Spread the Good Stuff podcast. If you like what you're hearing, then join our community at spreadthegoodstuff.com forward slash community. In addition to this podcast, the Good Stuff Network puts on group programs, live events, and retreats, all infused with music, meditations, laughter, and real authentic connections with amazing human beings. If you got some value today, do us a favor and spread the good stuff by sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Spread that good stuff.